Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. What's up, Mike? Hey, Chris. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about who's doing the intro, so nope. I'll do it. Go for it. Welcome to AZ Brandcast, where Thank we you. talk to all sorts of awesome people about the power of brand and how to build great brands in our remarkable state of Arizona. Yep. We're your hosts, Mike Jones and, and Chris Stadler. And today, we're not actually going to talk to anyone awesome unless we're considering ourselves You're awesome, awesome Mike. You're awesome too, Chris. Our sound engineer is awesome. It's, yeah. Kendra's awesome. Yeah. So I guess we are talking to awesome people, but we're, we don't have a special guest on today because what are we going to be doing, Chris? We're going to be talking about the state of the brand, kind of like the state of the union address only for the state of Arizona's brand. That's awesome. We're going to try to like figure that out a little bit, like maybe, maybe kind of draw some conclusion from the year's efforts. Yeah. Right? So we're going to take a little look at what's been going on in Arizona and t- think up through some of the guests that we've had on, the insights we've gathered from them about the brand of Arizona and maybe come to some conclusions, maybe make some, yeah. make some hypotheses. Haphazardly and with reckless abandon. Draw right. conclusions. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the end of the year and now is the time to just let everything hang out, right? Let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. Before 2020 rolls around and smacks us back into reality. <laughs> do you want me to do the, uh, the uh, CCAZ? Always. Always? Okay, cool. So, um, as everybody probably knows, we're sponsored by Conscious Capitalism Arizona. Conscious Capitalism Arizona is the local version of the worldwide Conscious Capitalism, CCI, right? Yeah. Accomplish, the movement kind of, of conscious capitalism. Words are hard. Yes, movement. thank you. So, <laughs> the, the, so this local chapter of Conscious Capitalism Incorporated has tons of local events and provides resources for business leaders to instill a higher purpose in their company and engage all their stakeholders, mm-hmm. all the stakeholders, not just employees, not just shareholders, but makes a big system out of it, a big like, yeah. Um, systemic pie mutually benefit yes exactly <laughs> so you you want to be conscious but don't know how get in touch consciouscapitalismaz.com that's consciouscapitalism with a little easy at the end.com or if that's too long ccarizona.org will also get you to the exact same website that's even easier it's even it's less letters which means less keystrokes which means less room for error and less calories burned so if you're looking to save some energy before, you know, the big festivities in the next few weeks, now's the time to plug in ccarizona.org and save a few calories. Because we all want to eat a whole bunch of food. Yeah. And burn fewer calories. It's like it's like a website domain, but the light version. So if you want to lose weight, <laughs> consciouscapitalismaz.com. <laughs> but if you want to save energy, ccarizona.org. .org. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. And there's some cool events coming up. Uh, Conscious Capitalism Arizona is hosting one actually tonight at the Better Business Bureau at 5.30. So for all those listening live, yeah, you can sign up or you can even just show up. Um, And then there are at least three events coming up in January. Um, There are Conscious Business Chats that roll around every second Friday of the month uh, from 9 to 10. And they're in all different locations across the valley and even in Tucson. Maybe one day we'll have one in Flagstaff too. Um, And if... People weren't aware I'm saying we because I actually am on the board for Conscious Capitalism Arizona. Yeah, you are. Quick question. Yeah. About that. Quick ants. So 
do people so people can people go there and actually talk about all right how do i actually do yep. conscious capitalism like will people get ideas will there i hope be conversations? so better will people be willing to talk about it yep it's not just like this networking event right it's like no 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 you go and you talk about real yeah so yeah. like to, for example tonight's event is all about social accounting so how can you create a culture of accounting for not just your financials but also your social interactions your relationships uh, for all of your stakeholders within your business, hmm. um, which is a really interesting concept. And then also our, our conscious business chats right now, we're, those are smaller groups of people within a, you know, your kind of neighborhood, your area, where you can dig in on the conscious business audit. So you can even kind of pre-self-assess yourself in your business or if you're working with clients and you want to kind of help them kind of live out their business more consciously, uh, have them go through it or maybe you assess it for them and then you know, wrap them on the knuckles with a ruler at the end of it. No, that's, that's not conscious. Uh, that sounds like that sounds like parochial school. That sounds a little you bit know more what like I almost parochial said, school, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and that's what the chats are right now. Is like, hey, let's get together. Let's meet up in a smaller group. Let's kind of talk about what's working, not working in our business from a conscious business, conscious capitalism standpoint. Maybe like hone in on a specific attribute from that audit and hash it out. How do we do that practically? Uh, what are the how-tos? What's working? What's not working? And yeah, we're really trying to make this as practical as possible. Love it. You know me, you love practical. I know you. I know you, Chris. I know you love practical. Do you want to jump into, oh, shoot, I didn't, I didn't think of my answer for the icebreaker. That's great. I'll it's throw be... it at me first so I can stumble my way through it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of my favorite thing. Okay, what's something good that happened in 2019? Something good. Well, let me go through my regular list. Did I have any children born in 2019? Yeah. No. Better clear that list oh, first. Oh, I know. Easy. This is super easy. So on the Resound side, so we'll, we'll go there. Resound. Okay. We added a new partner and team member. His name is Sam Pagel. What? From Pelican Media. He actually merged his business in with ours because he's so amazingly awesome that he wanted to join forces with us. And so I'm like, I've been stoked. I know you've been stoked, Chris. Yep. We talk about like, I work with him every day and yes. Yeah. Yes. So Sam is now our chief creative officer. He leads all of our creative efforts, which is why he's not in this room because he is working his butt off on all the amazing projects we're finishing up for clients before the end of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he does video production and graphic design and all sorts of really, he's a really super talented creative dude. So he's a superstar. He just like took us to the next level. I hate that phrase, but next level. I know, but it's like true with him. You know? It is true. So, okay. So you want mine? Yeah, I want yours. So, you can't use Sam. I, I claim I, that one. I, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I love Sam, but that won't be my one. I did have my 20th anniversary, wedding anniversary. Dude, that's so, a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's good. You know? 20 years. Yep. Shauna's a pretty amazing person. Yeah, for putting... Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> you're you're putting the credit where it belongs. So, um, I I know how it works. Yeah. Yes. It does work that way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that was that was probably the big thing there. That's and awesome. So, yeah. Twenty nineteen. Yep. When, when was that? Was uh, August twenty seventh. Yeah. August. Yep. For a second, I thought you said yesterday, and I was like freaking out. Like, holy crap! How did I totally miss that? No, we went to like we went to Sedona. Yep. And with the kids and everything. That's and awesome. Saw Red Rocks. And you incorporated the children into your twentieth anniversary. 
How 20th anniversary of you? You know. <laughs> I mean, when, when you have kids. It's a story for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different mm. podcast. Yes. No, that's awesome. So given our limited time, uh, let, us, uh, let us go into our topic. The topic... <laughs> The sound engineer, sound engineer is commenting, but I can't hear what she's saying because she's not in the mic. Oh, Kendra, you've been called out. Eat the microphone, Kendra. So we talked about it. We thought, okay, here's what we'll do. Three headlines from the year that yep. we think would be, that would show us a little bit about what's going on in Arizona. Maybe provide some backdrop, maybe some, you know, the fodder for analysis, right? And then uh, talk through our guests. Yeah. You know, like go through our guests, yeah. maybe summarize what they talked about and then pull out a couple of things that we just... Yeah, and I mean, it's... It's going to be a bummer because most of these are like lame. <laughs> so lame. No, the complete opposite. We I had know. some amazing guests this year. I know. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm just that. like, how did, wow, how? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. That Sam Pagel guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we let him on the podcast. But like, well, let's just, you know, let, let's just get into that. So Thomas Barr at AZ first. Yep. Right. Um, he talked about local, buying local. Mm-hmm. We talked, we challenged him a little bit and just like, well, you know, what's the, we're not gonna, I'm not going to buy an iPhone made in, I don't know, Sierra Vista or, <laughs> I, you know, are there um, any Douglas? Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, and so, you know, we challenged him a little bit in that he kind of, um, you know, he, he challenged us to just think more about how, about more opportunities to do that. What, what else? Yeah. I mean, that one was cool. Cause it was just, I think cool conversation around like, okay, even being conscious in your purchasing, right. And yeah, finding, you know, what do you care about? What are your core values and how do you, how does that drive your purchasing behavior? And, you know, for some, it's like, hey, I, I want to buy local because I want to support people who live here locally and who are starting business here or have a business here locally. And uh, for some, it's like, no, I have this like deep appreciation for like things that are grown locally, right? Like I think a lot of people that purchase locally, especially when they're looking at food, right? They're like, no, I want, I want stuff that's, you know, farm to table, you know, safer, more, you know, ecologically sound, yep. whatever. And then for like some product purchases, it's like, yeah, your core value is still going to be savings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was a really good conversation and discussion. Yeah. It's good to kind of get some different viewpoints and stuff on that. That was good. Who's next on the list? Mike oh, Jones. Geez. Yeah. Let's talk about Phoenix Startup Week. Yeah. yeah, Phoenix Startup Week. Yep. Hopefully we didn't talk about me too much. But yeah, we talked about Phoenix Startup Week, which interestingly enough is coming back around in February. Yeah. So Oh yeah, and that was the site, so that must have been February. We talked to Mike Jones. Probably. Yeah. So can you, can you do me a favor? Can you talk about him in the third person? Yeah. So Mike Jones came on and talked about Phoenix Startup Week and got, you know, really passionate about startups. So so tell us what what what's startup week about real quick. Yeah, so um, as Mike Jones informed us, Phoenix yes. Startup Week, as you, as you may recall, yes. as you may recall, uh, he came on and talked about it. Uh, how many times can I refer to myself in the third person? We'll, we'll find, find out, out, won't we? Uh, drinking game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Phoenix Startup Week is Arizona's largest entrepreneurial event, and we draw you know, almost two thousand people each year to a really cool six day conference. Um, we draw speakers from all over the state as well as outside of the state to come and give startups and founders, investors, and anyone really who's supporting or servicing a startup or early stage business advice. Uh, what are three of your favorite sessions or oh. programs? Because I think that would give people an example of what 
I mean, the variety is insane. So we do a lot of tracks around technologies like blockchain or fintech, so financial technologies, um, which was a big deal this last year with the financial, like the fintech sandbox that the state set up that allows um, businesses that are working in finance and technologies around finance to be able to kind of test out their technology without having to get all of the full licensing Uh, that you might need in another state. Yeah, so you can kind of beta test. That was a really big deal. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that was really cool. Is that that's unique to Arizona? At the moment, yeah, we were the first state to roll one out. I think other states are starting to do that too. So it's really cool. So those were two big ones on the technology side. There was a really interesting track last year around the e-gaming industry. So like there's this massively growing industry around uh, the entertainment of gaming, watching people game or game competitively, like video games, like playing video games competitively. Um, And in fact, it's like the fastest growing segment of gaming, I think, in the world right now. And it's got potential to be like just massive, partially because it's like worldwide and it's really easily accessible, right? You can watch somebody game halfway around the world, like on a platform like Twitch, uh, which is like a live streaming service to watch people game. And there's events that are being stood up all over the world, big tournaments. And these tournaments have huge, I think one of them had like a million dollar prize. Um, Like they're legit. So there's a whole industry that's starting to blossom around that. And like, how do you build teams? How do you market teams? How do you create revenue streams uh, within the gaming world? This idea of not just gaming as a hobby or a pastime, but gaming as an actual like profession. Professional sport. It's a professional sport. Yeah. It's, and it's very nascent. So we're seeing like, I think, you know, basketball, right, is 120 years old, late 1800s, 1890s was created um, by uh, Mr. Naismith. Naismith. That's like, that's the kind of culture, like this idea of like a game doesn't even have all of its rules yet, right? It doesn't have formal teams yet. It doesn't have formal like leagues even. And we're in the last 10 years, all that's starting to happen within e-gaming. That was a really cool session. And then, and then that's interesting. And then you also had one thing that I remember is an executive kind of like a one-on-one thing where you can yep. sign up to tell me so about that. So there's mentoring. Um, we're going to see what that looks like this year. But in past years, we've had one-on-one mentoring where we bring in a roster of successful founders, successful executives. And if you sign up for the program, you'll get matched up with one. Um, and you get, I think, 30 to 45 minutes to just sit and chat with them you know, bring a specific problem if you want to hash that out. And then some of those actually turn into, in an informal way, turn into longer term mentoring as people kind of make a connection. We go, oh, this was a great conversation. Uh, The mentor felt really good about it. The mentee felt good. And they're like, yeah, we want to keep that going. So this next year is going to look a little different because we're going to try to actually bring in an outside organization to help us execute that. And we're still working on defining that. But um, it's, I'm excited for that too. That's always a big, Kind of, I think, like, kind of a secret. It's a hidden gem at Phoenix Startup Week. Doesn't get as much attention, but it's really cool. And then there's tons of connect, like, happy hours and opportunity to connect, uh, meet people. I know last year there were two people that met at Startup Week. They were talking and realized, oh, wow, like, we're working on the same product, like, building the same product. Why don't we just join forces and do it together? So they've spent this last year working on their 
their product jointly. That's um, awesome. So like that's the kind of collaborative, kind of cool connections that you can make at Phoenix Startup Week. I'm so glad we had Mike on for that. I am so glad that he came on. Um, although I'll be honest, I'd be fine if he never came back. <laughs> so <laughs> you're being, you're as being a generous. As a guest. Um, as a guest, yeah. It's confusing, right? Yeah. It's just confusing. Um, what about Brian Moore? So Brian Moore was, back then he was still the, was he president of Conscious Capitalism? Yep. Back so then? president of Conscious Capitalism. Uh, they were ramping up for their international conference of Conscious Capitalism. Yeah. that was coming to Arizona. That was a really big deal. Doug yep. Ducey, our governor, spoke at the conference. Um, I know Brian was kind of working on pitching and getting companies involved and getting people to go and um, I actually got an opportunity to attend, and that was a really cool conference. Um, some great speakers, John Mackey, The Motley Fool, the, the, one of the co-founders of The Motley Fool was there. I believe Raj Sodia spoke too. Yeah, I think he speaks every year. And then a whole host of other like really cool kind of case studies of companies that are incorporating conscious capitalism into their business and how it's having a major impact on all their all their employees, on their community, on their customers, and like some like really, really cool, like feel good stories of like people being impacted in a positive way in their life while at the same time people making money, right? People seeing success through that. So that was cool. That was a fun conference. It was. You were there. Why am I talking about it? I thought it? we were going to just talk in the third person the whole time. Oh, okay. Chris, Chris was there. <laughs> Chris was there. <laughs> it was a party. And our buddies at Max 6 were there. Yeah, Sam were. was there. Sam was there. That was awesome. Hanging out with him. It was it was a pretty fun time. It was a fun conference. Yeah. Hey, remember that time when one of the speakers like got done? I went up and just criticized him. And then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how did that go down? Yeah, no, it was good. He was just like <laughs> it, was, it was you know, it was awkward. Like it like it, you know, but whatever. You had the guts to tell him I'm gonna, to tell him what I couldn't tell him the year before. So Well, we were we're both talking about I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go ask him. Like yeah. how do you handle the situation? And uh, like give him the benefit of the doubt, see if you yeah. have an answer. And he didn't. So I was Aww, like, all right. Or at least he may, have least had an an, he may have an answer that was too long for that. Yeah. But then like would have been good for like beers or something, yeah. you know? So, yep. but uh, that was, that was fun. That was a good conference. Uh, it was great having Brian on. Uh, he yep. had his book launch this year. I know that was a big deal right around that time. And it was really cool. I think Brian's got a great perspective, especially on like kind of HR and culture building and had a really good conversation around that. Yeah. He's seen a lot of stuff too he yep. has a lot of experience and yep sam then we had sam, sam on Pagel. we talked about video yep video is cool i like video well yeah and we, i think we talked about just the 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 ability of video to tell a story mm -hmm. you get um and, and to convey your brand too mm -hmm. right i mean you get <clears throat> to package so much information in a short period of time so if someone is engaged they're looking at a screen you know, you're telling that story, you have music, you have, you have all these cues to tell people how to feel. And when it's done right and comes together, comes together well, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a huge tool for, for brands. Yep. Absolutely. It's huge. Yep. Then we had Brandon Clark on and we Brandon. talked a lot about culture and we talked about kind of some interesting, I, unique things that are happening in Arizona from a demographic standpoint. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about um, how we're this kind of confluence of southwestern cultures, right? We kind of like Midwest transplants in California, and we've got this Mexico influence, uh, a lot of Hispanic culture here, and it's all kind of melding together in a really unique way. 
And what he was mentioning, what I thought was really insightful was that when you project out kind of demographics and cultural nuances of the United States in like 15, 20, or even 30 years, yep. it's that mixture. We have that here. We already we, have. We already are. We already are the mixture of like kind of cultures that are going to be kind of normalized across the United States over the coming decades. We're a glimpse into the future. Ooh. I like that. So like if we were, if, if you need to go, like if you made a mistake in the past, Mike, you can go somewhere else. Yeah. Back in time and then change that. Maybe. And then come back here. Depending on your theory of time travel. <laughs> Um, but yes. Why don't you test so that out? The Can you make a mistake and then <laughs> go, go and then come back? I'm going to Oregon. Okay. So, you know. But I think <clears throat> what you need to do, actually, total tangent here. So relativity would say that does work as long as you travel at the speed of light while you're coming back. Maybe, no, that doesn't work. I have to travel. At does the Allegiant speed of light. travel the speed Somebody of light? Somebody has to speed. Allegiant would have to do that. In order I don't think Allegiant comes even close to the speed of light at <laughs> I mean, they're, they struggle just getting off the ground, don't they? On time. Oh, <laughs> at least on time. <laughs> not like Southwest, which is in Arizona, headquartered, right? I mean, this no, is the easy brand they're cast. Not, they're not headquartered here. No, oh, they have a big presence. Which is though. disappointing. With a brand like that, not only like Southwest, right? I mean, I personally feel like Phoenix is like, is the Southwest. The Southwest. Anywhere else is not the Southwest. Sorry, New Mexico. Go deal with it. So I guess our message would be, dear Southwest, yeah, do the right relocate. thing. Do the right, do the right thing. thing. Yeah. Right. Plus, they have a great brand. I love their culture, their values. So. Yeah, totally. That's, and that yep. should be here. It should be. They should bring that it here. It belongs here. Yeah. Yeah. So Brandon Clark, uh, he also had his, um, uh, he, he, also, he also brought his, uh, his partner yep. um, in that event. So they have that event here where uh, they had uh, kids from different, uh, different countries even uh, from Mexico, actually yep. just Mexico, maybe. Yep. And so they visited and they had, they did a bunch of workshops. Cartoon network was involved. Yeah. So they yep. bring in brands and connect them with these, with youth essentially, and, and basically created an event that allows brands to kind of see and get feedback on what youth are experiencing from a cultural standpoint that they can then use in their own, like advertising, marketing, and culture building within their own companies, kind of understanding like, what is this next generation of talent or this next generation of consumers going to want? What are the cultural contexts that they find themselves in? And it's a conference, so it's totally not creepy. No, not creepy at all. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of run and, and executed by the kids, yep. which is really cool. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's seen by all accounts. It's, it's an awesome, awesome uh, event. Yeah. Then we had Chris, Chris Ronzio, Ronzio from Trainual. It's so fun to say. I feel like Chris Ronzio could go up to a jukebox that wasn't working and just kind of like bang with his elbow and it would just start working. <laughs> He's the right? Rons. The Rons. Yeah. Oh. Ronzi. Until no. he jumps the shark. We should, yeah, we should. Uh, sorry, sorry, Chris Ronzio, uh, if we're being disrespectful. Just having fun. Don't Dude, mean to mangle your name. But You know what just happened cool. to Chris Ronzio and Trainual? No, what? They just uh, locked down $6.7 million in a Series A funding. Wow. Yeah. That's a cool. big deal for them. So he's, he's not under any pressure right now, right? So he is not At listening all. to our podcast right now. <laughs> That's really what that means. Okay. He is so no pressure hooked. and he is not busy. So I can call him the Rons now. You can call him the okay. Rons because right. he just got $6.75 million in Series A funding. That's awesome. That's like, congrats, That's man. Congrats, Better Chris. than jukebox skills. I, I would argue. I would rather have that skill than the jukebox bump skill. Yeah. Is that what we're going to call it? 
jukebox bump bump skill it seems like we should just go for an acronym for that one but um for next podcast next one next time jbb there you go anyway but yeah we talked to chris about trainual and his startup that he's founded here in arizona Mm -hmm. i I really enjoyed his perspective on like scaling getting it's interesting i as i've talked with lots of startup founders here in arizona his perspective kind of his like hey doing it at your own speed your own way he's very locally focused with like trying to find talent here Mm. that's not exclusively here and that's not indicative of every startup founder in arizona but there's definitely like this kind of underlying theme i hear a lot of founders are like i don't necessarily want to do it the silicon valley way which maybe when i hear that is often posed as like the burnout culture like just drive people into the ground look for shortcuts like go find the cheapest talent all over the world even though the quality is going to suck right and just kind of just go for broke and yeah you know it's like how fast can i get from zero to 60 but i'm going to crash in the process <laughs> it's like maybe <laughs> maybe hustle gone wrong kind yeah of yeah yeah hustle yeah kind of hustle culture versus like i think there's more of a sustainable value amongst a lot of startup founders in arizona i could be wrong okay interesting I like. I don't that. know. I want no, to test that theory. We've heard that since we started this podcast, yep. right? Um, I'm thinking of uh, way back. Um, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, I'm pointing a direction. Like, yeah, going to know uh, what that means. To the north, <laughs> south, to the north, east or west, to the north. Okay, he's always to on Twitter, north. man. On Twitter, he's an account planner. Why is his name not coming? Oh, Adam right Pierno. To my head. Yes, yeah. Adam Pierno, Of course. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a little more than an account planner now. Yeah, but I mean, that's like VP of advertising at ASU, man. Yeah, but at I least, mean, that's that's last time I checked his bio. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I connect. That's yeah. how I reference yeah, yeah, yeah. him. But um, but the uh, t- coming from New York. Yep. Right. Talking about coming here and how um, he said it's slower but different, not bad, not worse or better. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking like, like when not I first slow heard in that, a bad way. Right. But when I first heard that, I was like, but what do we mean like like slow but we can't we like think all right, so sustainable. it's not fast but it's but it's somehow still still good but we're not saying anything you know what i mean yep. like when you hear like oh it's it's not as fast but it's still good it, it's like but why is right? it measured and so this is i think you know part of that where that starts to make sense when you mm-hmm. start talking about culture um with train you will having to deal with people and you know it's like you're training it's not you're not building technology and you don't have to think about people. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, obviously, Chris and Train will have a great product too that made that conversation fun. Yeah. So, they've got a cool software pro- platform for building out all of your training documentation and processes and, and automating that and making onboarding really easy. So, sidebar. Mm, sidebar. Um, I wonder if we should make it make kind of a working hypothesis for next year that including something like, you know, hey, how do we, is, is, is something is this true is it true nope. that that uh you know what sense uh is it true and in what sense does arizona kind of foster this culture of you know in hindsight right i mean yeah what's um, the opposite of hyper hustle yeah and what's arizona's version and then yep. maybe we might even arrive at some ideas about what causes arizona for for what kinds of companies would arizona be a a good uh mm. incubator and mm. you know, um Interesting, Mike. Interesting. After Chris Ronzio, we, we had, yeah, 
Mike Spangenberg of State 48, which is yep. super exciting because, I mean, you can't drive down the freeway and not see State 48 stickers on you oh, know, vehicles. And- yeah, or walk around and see somebody wearing a T-shirt. And if you go on Instagram and you follow them, they're like, man, they pump out more Instagram stories than anyone in my feed. <laughs> it is, and every one of them is like, check out somebody wearing one of our shirts. And it's like, dude, does anyone in the state of Arizona not own one of your shirts? Because it feels like everyone does. And I yeah. feel like everyone should. So, yeah. So, so, so they're kind of giving it's companies like that. You have enough companies like that representing Arizona and you're going to get a point of view that develops. Right. Yep. And I think that's where that's where you see that creativity coming out. It's like um, the more people, you know, everybody's like, oh, but there's already an Arizona T-shirt brand. Well, why aren't but there more? Yeah. Like, why can't there be a take on it from every, you know, like, what's yeah. your viewpoint on Arizona? Create yeah. a T-shirt for it. Totally. And I love I love their brand and the way that he's trying to like combine it with like, hey, let's go find iconic Arizona based brands like the Cardinals and the Suns and even like um, he's working with one of the credit unions and some other like business brands and saying, hey, let's do let's do something that celebrates Arizona together in a T-shirt design that incorporates a state 48 logo and something they're doing. He, he's done a collaboration with local first Arizona with Thomas Barr Um Sports, so, the sports teams. Yeah, the sports teams. Tons of sports teams. Specific, like, you know, they've done it. Yeah. They're not just talking about and it. And each, each one of those shirts almost, like, celebrates one aspect of Arizona. Yeah, that. And and then there's that other angle, too, where now, all, all of a sudden, too, so our, our team, our NBA team, or whoever mm-hmm. they're working with, is not now just like, oh, an NBA team that happens to be in Arizona, but now it's more connected, right? Yep. Every Every single time that happens yep. now there's there's more of and a it will help them win that championship i have no doubt in my mind yep it better not this year i had high hopes it, it seemed it seemed we had a great start we've come back down to earth a little bit with the suns well and then a couple of injuries right we had a couple well, one if you want to call it an injury yeah do we it, get into that or is that another is that next podcast that's that's uh next next podcast is is code for like Let's Another not talk podcast. about that ever yeah, again. Yeah, you know, we're not going to talk about it. All right. Just go Google uh, Aiton suspension. 25-game suspension. Oh. oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, we talked about this. Yeah. yeah we talked about it. Yeah. Um, all right. And then uh, then we had after after Mike, we had Ryan Quinn. Yeah, we had Ryan Quinn he from Brightcast. That guy was deep, man. Yeah. I like talking to him. I felt like we could add a couple more podcasts yep. if we had more time. Yep. Yeah, super interesting perspective. Ryan's got a great perspective on kind of the startup culture and kind of the support systems and community for startups here in the Valley. He pivoted, right? Yep. So Bright Guest was a uh, restaurant reservation kind of kind of system, right? Yep. Found out that that wasn't the right place for it mm-hmm. and then pivoted, right? Yeah. So they pivoted to uh, nonprofits and the same technology, like the base of their technology was text messaging, right? Like being able to text message your guests when they're, when they're, when their you know, table's ready. Table's ready. And yeah. I think there were some other pieces of that. Yep. But finding that they could actually leverage that. And it was very effective for nonprofits who want to text message their donors and run campaigns that help create awareness for donors around an opportunity to give and, you know, be a part of what the nonprofit is doing. And so they've completely pivoted and they're doing that now. And they're having some really good success as they move into that market. So that was a really cool story of like how an idea that you start with can change. Mm. Right. Um, and being kind of flexible, like, wait, who is attracted to what we're doing? 
And I think there's probably a follow-up conversation in there. I don't know if it's with Ryan or not, but maybe we can have around like, how does that, how do you deal with that as a brand, right? So if your brand is focused all like, I mean, their brand is actually kind of a case study of this. Their name, Bright Guest, implies something related to restaurants, right? The guest experience. And that doesn't translate to nonprofits. Right. So what do you do with that? How do you mm-hmm. deal with that? And I know they actually are going through a rebranding process yep. to deal with that. Yep. Um, but I think that's something interesting we could dig into. Like, what do you what do you do when you brand around an audience and it find out like, oh, this audience isn't the right audience for me, you know, for us anymore. Yep. Do you have to pivot the whole brand? Yeah. Could you have done it different? I don't know. Those are interesting questions. Yeah. And Chris would be, uh, sorry, not Chris Ronzio. Um, Ryan would be, would be good to talk about with that. He seems like he, see, he seems like the kind of guy who, whatever he's been through, he would, he would understand it. Yep. Not just have been knocked around by the situation and kind of happened out on the other side, but like having, yep. like he would have really understood it. And, um, <clears throat> So, uh, and then we had uh, for um, Design Week, right? We yeah, had Phoenix Design Week. We yeah. had the couple week. people from AIGA. We had Karen and we had Mike. I believe it was Mike from uh, the executive team that was putting on Phoenix Design Week. And then Kathy. I'm sorry, not Karen. Kathy. Oh, yeah. Right. I don't know why I said Karen. Kathy. Um, that was a great conversation yeah. just around design. And yep. I think they have a great perspective on kind of what's going on in the design community here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool. I'm kind of curious uh, just to see how the design aesthetic like forks. There's always, there's always going to be a little bit of, you know, wherever you are, there's always going to be a tendency, you know, even, even though there might be a style that goes on, you can't help nationally and across the world, you know, there's yep. like, you know, the antlers were huge for so long, yep. you know, just the antler illustrations, yep. you know, things or like, like the that. anti logos of the hipster kind of culture, right? Yeah. All these like logos right. that are yep. like not really iconic they're just very yeah like, they, uh, everyday objects in a x pattern <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and and every and there's an axe in every single one yes. of them probably a uh a campfire yes campfire you know? yep uh maybe an arrow you know yeah and they even had a um, hipster logo generator online yep. i think they're seeing that but you know it's interesting to think about how arizona could inform uh, and and kind of give back to the larger community. Mm-hmm. What what point of view do we take, right? I mean, what what is our culture? How does our culture inform mm-hmm. our region? Inform you know, or, or are we just because the the way Arizona is going to differentiate itself and become something meaningful is if we um, don't just go somewhere else and then try to say we're the next Silicon Valley or yep. we're going to be the next this or we're Arizona's version of yep. something that really belongs somewhere else. You Mr. know, Portland. But, Exactly. Yeah, totally. We should do that. We should just borrow Hipster Portland. <laughs> Chris, you would love it. And we'll bring the weather down too. Instead of a campfire, it would just be like cacti <laughs> on fire. Like a saguaro. Isn't that, that like illegal? I think that's illegal to go kill ca- like saguaros. No, you, yeah. Um, yeah. So you'd have a hipster chopping down a saguaro. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know uh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to see based a lot of scorpion based design. <laughs> scorpion based design. Rattlesnake elements. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I feel like that's what a lot of people would Lots think. of broken thermometers because they just like got overloaded. Oh, yeah. This is like everything that people think about Arizona from a visual standpoint <laughs> who don't live here. 
And then we all go, oh, but it's not that, right? It's not cowboy boots and and scorpions and hot temperatures. But the the question is, what is it though, right? That's yes. the positive. It's like, what is what? What's the substance of Arizona, and how does that inform, yep. right? Like, not not what are the tropes? What are the stereotypes? We need to fight those stereotypes. Well, you fight the stereotypes by finding out what you are about, yep. right? So, so one of the best state flag designs in the United States. That's what we're about. One of. Yeah, we're near the top. Uh, Our sound episode. engineer gave gave us a fist pump. Fist pump. Fist, fist pump. That was a fist good. Pump. Fist e- pump. Either that or she's a trucker and she's going, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we are right outside. Either way. There's a nice either way, it seemed like here. a vote of confidence. Yep. Vote of confidence. Yeah. No, we do. I, we actually got called out on a uh, great, great uh, design-centered podcast called 99% Invisible. And he did a whole episode on flag design the design of flags mm-hmm. and Arizona got called out as like a great example of a state flag or just a flag design in general. But amongst the 50 states, we have one of the best from a pure design standpoint because it's simple. It's yep. iconic. Yep. It's easy to understand. It's influenced by kind of what you see here, right? Yeah. Like sunsets and yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It really does capture it. Yep. But uh, don't put it on everything. Right. Because then you lose the magic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Santa Claus. Like, I wish I still believed. <laughs> I don't know if that's just, I don't know if that's just seasonal or just yeah. like, you know, random or. Yeah. I feel like you're going through something right now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I have regrets. Uh, all right. <laughs> Why did I have to get up in the middle of the night when that time as a kid? That's funny. And then. Dad was drinking the milk. And the cookies. Who do we have on next, Chris? Uh, We had uh, Americans for Prosperity. Yeah, we had Steve Shattuck on. Steve Shattuck. Yep. That was a really fun conversation. That was really interesting. Yeah. Um, He was another uh, Ryan Quinn level Mm -hmm. uh, uh, conversation. Um, He knew a lot of history about Arizona, which is something we I'd like to see more of, you know, if we can get more of that uh, conversation going on the podcast. Uh, because so much of that informs, um, it can inform the design community. It can inform, I mean, he talked about cowboy poetry. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yep. We need a cowboy poet on this show. We totally do. I'm writing it down. Cowboy poet. Cowboy How do you spell cow? <laughs> I know how to spell poet. You're making us look bad, Mike. We're Arizona. Arizona pot. But I'm from you, the, you smelled your share of cows but I'm before from the big driving city. on the freeway. All right, Chris. <laughs> the big city. And I don't live in Cowpatch Town. Uh, Mesa is the um, third largest city, right? Isn't that the... It yeah. is second or third in largest, Arizona. I believe. Though someone was saying, uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but they were saying first is Phoenix, second is... Tucson? Uh, Tucson. Third is... Mesa. Mesa. Okay. I couldn't yeah. remember if we were oh. bigger or smaller than Tucson. It wasn't here, but yeah, I heard the app. Yeah. That, yep. yep. No, Mesa's pretty big. Mm. It's big. Uh, a lot of people in Mesa. No cows, though. That you know. Not of. around my house. Right. No. No. Actually, we. Um, that's not true. I was going to say something. That I live in true. Queen Creek, and so I get to. I smell the cows, but then I'm rewarded because I drive by Santan Flat. If anybody knows what that is, which is one of the coolest cowboy bars, <laughs> and they make the best steak. All right. So, and so you I get drive to smell by and I smell the smoke and the steak. Yeah. And I'm just so like, you're getting the double cow smell. I'm getting the bat the the worst the worst and the, the best. worst end. 
<laughs> the best of the cow. Uh, Americans for for prosperity. Yeah, and so um, I want to have I want to have him on again. I mean, they they could talk about so much mm-hmm. education. They have Boaz Whitbeck, who is just an education wonk. I guess mm-hmm. just just understands it so well, and um and then just a lot to say about you know where um you know they bring a point of view about where where you know maybe a legitimate point of view where Arizona could could be going. You know. Yep. Um, and then one of our strengths, which is, you know, it's like, we're not, we're not super regulated in Arizona. And yep. so, um, there's a good and a bad side of that. And they, they have a lot of optimism about how good that can be. So. Yep. Well, and I mean, just, you know, full transparency, like the libertarian, like libertarian movement has a strong influence here. Mm. And, uh, so I think, I think it was really good to have them on and have Steve on in particular and kind of get a little bit of that perspective of Arizona and. Not necessarily politics per se, but ideology, right? Like kind of a perspective on freedom and liberty and yep. what does that look like when it plays out in government? Yeah. And, and you know, and then do we see that as a strength in Arizona? If so, do we embrace it or mm-hmm. do we, you know, it's like, it's almost like it'd be fun to see Arizona choose a direction and, mm-hmm. you know, but so, so that's, uh, and that goes directly to the easy brand, right? Mm-hmm. What's Arizona's brand? So yep. after that... Yeah, then we had David Kosan and Jeff Watson come on yep. um, and talk about the book that the two of them and I are writing. Yes, about Switch branding. Switch third person. Yeah. Right, so we had oh, Mike. Geez. We're going to do that again. I was the host of this one. Uh, we had Mike and we had, and, and we're lucky <laughs> enough to have Mike join us right now today. Uh, welcome, Mike. Yeah, so so you guys are writing a book. Uh, yeah, we're writing a book about branding. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, so um, we've had this philosophy since day one with Roseanne of like, hey, People are remarkable, right? They're intrinsically remarkable. So why can't the organizations that they form, right? Organizations are just people getting together, common set of values, common purpose, common vision, trying to execute on that together. Why can't that also be remarkable? Mm. And that was kind of the genesis of our idea of like why brand matters, right? There's a whole bunch of, I think, practical business reasons why brand matters, but I think there's also a philosophical reason that brand matters because it's about identity. It's about who you are and expressing your true, the real you, right? The real set of values and perspective, beliefs, history, context that forms who you are, both as an individual, so individual kind of identity, and and then corporate identity, right? Corporately, how do we express our identity together as an organization on Mm -hmm. a mission? And that was kind of the genesis of Resound. It's why we do what we do. And so we've talked a lot about it over the last almost 11 years. We've written about it a lot in blog posts. And a lot of those are just buried and scattered throughout our blog. And this last year, we were like, hey, let's finally, finally put it all together into one kind of complete package. So that's Mm -hmm. what the genesis of the book was been working on it. It's been a really interesting process writing our first book together and learning how to do that. Um, I think that's been really cool and intriguing and obviously slower than I want it to be. <laughs> but from what I hear, that's just what it takes to write a book. Um, it, it always takes longer than you think it will. So, Yeah. And I got to interview you guys mm-hmm. um, for to going through the chapters and generating some of the content. I thought it was really interesting. Um uh, and I think that the the world needs you as you are, you know, those, the, that, um, and that, that remains one of my favorite things about mm-hmm. Resound because we, uh, because we live that out, 
mm-hmm. the everyday, and we believe that about all, all, you know, we believe that about everyone around us. Um, Kendra's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Did you know that, Kendra? She should. It's on my T-shirt. Yeah, and she and she's been given a T-shirt too. She she will be given a T-shirt. Yeah, I've made a verbal contract that I will get her a T-shirt, but I have not fulfilled on that contract yet. So, he's good for it. It's one of our brand values. She knows where I work. Yeah. <laughs> So it was a good conversation. Anytime we have, you know, David and Jeff on, I think it's great because one of the things I appreciate about them um, is just the kind of depth at which they want to think about just business and brand and marketing and advertising. I think all these things that at one level, it's like, ah, it's just about selling products, right? And that can be both superficial and can put you, I think, in a really bad place, right? You can do some really terrible things in the process of trying to sell stuff. Um, but when you think about it more in context of like, no, we're an organization on a mission. We have a purpose. We have a set of values. We have an identity that we want to be true to and we want to serve people well through that identity. Now all of a sudden there's like, there's a reason for being beyond making a buck, right? Or just making sure product gets shipped or making sure that everyone's busy this quarter, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you you walk, if you go like, let's say you go downtown or something and, you know, you, you can tell people if they, they seem focused, they dress a certain way, they they treat people a certain way. Like you tell a lot about people Mm -hmm. and it's just, those are external things, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. these are external things that help you understand their brand, you know, like, it's like everybody, it's almost like everybody has a kind of a brand and you have a brand whether you realize it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Whether yeah. you're working on it or not. So that was a good conversation. I'm yeah. excited for the book. It's coming out sometime Q1, maybe. Yeah. March. Yeah. And I'm, and I just want to say one more thing. Every single chapter in that book has a point and mm. it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's going to be a solid. Read. That's why there's only seven chapters. Yeah. Cause we, we just really don't have eight points, <laughs> <laughs> but it does have a point, but not eight points. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Those are the guests. Um, yeah. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about a couple of headlines? Yeah, let's talk about some headlines this year. Do we want to, and these are just kind of things that we notice. They're not necessarily the three top no. headlines, but there are three things that we just kind of like we kind of noticed. And one of them was, according to Inc. Magazine, hmm. we we are the the authority on everything. Yeah. So yeah. So you know this is true. Um, we are the number ninth. U.S. cities for starting a business. All right, so we're number nine, ninth best, ninth best. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, that, that means we cracked we cracked the top ten. Yep. So if you were like, "Hmm, I'm going to start a business. Where should I do that?" We would probably show up on the Google search. Yep. We should you, be on the first mm-hmm. page. Yeah, I mean, if Inc. Magazine has any influence at all. Yep. I mean, San Jose is like after us. That's a that's kind of a big deal. Seattle's after us. Boston is after us. Yeah. Take that, Boston. Uh, LA, of course. A bunch of Celtics. Madison, of course. Orlando, Everything of course. is an NBA reference, Chris. Tampa, of course. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, I'm ignoring you, as no, you should. I'm just looking at all the, like, these rad cities that we're in front of, you know? I know. Um, that's awesome. I don't know. Palm Bay. Who did we not beat out, though? Yeah. That's what really matters. Who's our competition? Are we are we ready? All right, oh, I'm, shoot. Hey, I'm gonna write down our competition. Let's do this. Hey, Portland is down. Uh Portland's, yeah, get them off the list. Yeah. 
Boo, Portland. Boo, Portland. Just kidding. I have roots and a lot of friends in Portland. Oh, we have friends in guys. Portland. Love Portland's cool. It is cool. It's a great place to visit. Just don't start your business there. Yeah, just <clears throat> believe what you see on Portlandia. Don't <laughs> be surprised. People uh, think it's a comedy. It's a documentary. <laughs> it is a documentary. Okay, San Somebody Diego. Somebody should do a, a Phoenician show. Yeah. Dude. Phoenicia. Phoenicia. There you go. I like. I, I like it. I'm. I'm nodding in agreement. Yes, he's writing it down. Come, I, coming it your way. Simple. Netflix. Netflix. Find, find a producer with deep pockets and no sense of logic. Yeah, I said Netflix. <laughs> you said Netflix. <laughs> they are desperate right now. They're going to get killed. Are they? Uh, yeah, that's my prediction. Oh, uh, maybe we should do some predictions, but maybe anyway. we should uh, market to Disney Plus. Uh, um, San Diego beat us. Uh, San Diego. It's tough to beat sur- surfer culture. Uh, like when you can have your yes. startup and surf right from like the back patio of your superly well-funded startup. <laughs> but all right. So I call me a skeptic, but I, every single time I hear it. people talk about how, Oh yeah, I just like have my office. And then I'm like, I'm like a block from the beach. I'm like, you, you hear that enough. You're like, you start doing the math and you're thinking like, mm-hmm. how many, how much, how many, how much can exist within a block of the beach after all the times I've heard that, you know? So I'm just wondering if maybe there's a little exaggeration sometimes with the whole San Diego thing. So I did know a guy uh, who had moved from Phoenix to San Diego and had an office. He had like, he lived and had an office because uh, I think he were kind of figured out an office in his living space. That was like three blocks from the beach. Like he could walk. And I remember meeting up with him when we were on vacation over there. And we happened to be staying in the same, like basically the same beach area. And I was like, dude, Greg, like I'm here. Let's, let's hang out. And we just like met up while like I was hanging on the beach with my family. And uh, I was like, yeah, what's it like? He's like, it's good. It's definitely not like what you think it is. It's not like you're out surfing every single day. Like he's like, there's a lot of work to do. And some days he's like, I actually don't like having, like, knowing the beach is right there. He's uh, like, it makes sometimes the work depressing. So uh, there's a downside to, I think, that that kind of aspect. And then we were just talking with somebody today who was mentioning, and of course, this is, you know, anecdotal. So yep. let's go run an actual survey, quanti- quantifiable survey. But uh, it was saying anecdotally. There's a lack of kind of like getting stuff done in San Diego. And maybe it's like, maybe there's a little too much surf well, culture. Well, if, 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 you, if you can't get anything done there, you might move to Charleston. Oh, Charleston. I liked your segue. Um, uh, fun, where funding takes a back seat to founding, according funding. to Inc. Okay, so that just means there's no money. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it makes the list despite... The lack of money. Well, they have they have little numbers here. Number one, net business creation. Okay, you know. Okay, so, so people s- are start like they're creating businesses. And number ten in job creation. Okay, so it's not like these businesses are starting and then not doing anything. And then San Francisco is number five. Yeah, we knew that one was coming. Yeah, yeah. and it says like I laugh because uh, it's second in wage growth. It's like yeah, but it's first in expense. It like. 
<laughs> cost of living. Growth. Yeah, it's like your wage growth can't meet your like living cost growth. Yeah. So who cares? <laughs> like the only reason you have wage growth is because it can't keep keep up with the real estate. Yeah. Well, and and if that's expensive, you could always move to Boise because that's next on the list. And uh, it says, oh, uh, that's a brilliant segue because you can buy four houses in Boise for the price of one in San Francisco, according Jeez. to this. Yeah, but but let's let's be brutal here. It's, it's Boise. Boise. Yeah, okay. yeah, Roger Just, that. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> but that's their tagline. But it's Boise. It's so Boise. <laughs> that's how they get you to stay in San Francisco. Uh, Denver. Denver is cool. Yeah. Um, Dang it. It Denver. says it says it's like San Francisco and Palo Alto, but with cows. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> Cutting analysis on that one. Um, <laughs> Durham, South Carolina. If you want a more southern twist, yep. again going back to the to our friends in the south. Um, Durham, South Carolina. Uh, Did I get that wrong before? I must Durham, have. Yeah. Durham? For some reason, I thought it was North Carolina. It's a Carolina. I don't know which one. It's all good. Um, Salt Lake City is number two. Yep, Salt Lake. And uh, they're hopping right now. The number one in high growth company density. Mm-hmm. Number one job creation. And then number three in population growth. Well, that's the best they can do. Population growth number three. Come on. We all know we all know who's in Salt Lake City and why isn't the population growing faster? What so, religion? What was that a wink? <laughs> was that a double eye that wink? Was a, that was a that was a wink to let you know. <laughs> like there's something in this, what I'm saying, you need to pick it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Population growth. That's not from outside the state. It's uh, almost all right. I'm just saying, I have a lot of babies. They believe in babies. They believe in babies. They believe in, yeah. And so I just expect more is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and then number one, you guys ready for number one? If I'm ready. If bring, you haven't bring looked it, it up on, already, because it's easily available on the internet. Austin. Yeah, Austin. I, I And I really think that. Um, they the got bar- great music though. I, I just, I think it's the barbecue. I think it's the barbecue. I think they bribed the, the Ink magazine. <laughs> With barbecue. <laughs> Just shipped him a whole bunch of Texas barbecue. Shipped him. Flew him out. Flew him out for the barbecue. Took him to like the best barbecue And then they went places. to Austin City Limits and they listened to some amazing live music. They probably got Willie. And they, they probably were got like, Willie to meet him. And it's, it's all over. Like this, this, this is a, it's not, it's not even a contest. Yeah. This is, they're head and shoulders above everyone else because of these things. What was their... What was their business excuse yeah. for making them number one? Yeah, what I want to know is they're third in population growth, but I thought uh, I thought um, Salt Lake City had that distinction. Three population growth, three population growth. Yeah, so I don't know what, what that's all about. Huh. 27th net business creation. Maybe they tied. Yeah, maybe tied growth. for three. Uh, and then four, number four in early stage funding deals, yeah, which okay. is not super funding surprising, deals. right? Interesting. Yeah. But so, we're in the top ten. All right, so you want to know? We beat out San Jose. We did, and so you want to know what we're good at? What are we good at? Quoting yeah, no, I want to know. Ink. Like, what did they say? Uh, you're not gonna like this. I never will. Low cost. I know, but and low regulations. Oh, that's interesting. Help this desert flower blossom. Number two in net business creation. Right, we've talked about that on this podcast before. How easy it is. Yep. Right. Um, number seven, population growth. And then number nine in job creation. It's pretty good. Not bad, Phoenix. 
So, and part of the analysis is that um, Phoenix benefits from the uh, high cost of living in other places. Uh, you know, New York City, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially I think it's interesting that of that list, uh, what are major metro areas that would compete like at the same kind of scale of size? Uh, like Denver, maybe Denver mm-hmm. Major Metro uh, on that top ten list. San Francisco, obviously, you know Bay Area, but like Charleston, Durham, even Salt Lake. Like these are really not like massively huge metro areas. Mm. So in some sense, it's like I'd actually like if you kind of resorted this and you sectioned it out and said, no, we're not looking at smaller kind of suburban or tangential like even in austin right is not like a major metro area yeah i'm not sure of their methodology do they what do they say like a hundred thousand people in the city or more i didn't get that deep in the article yeah no i'd love to like dig in on this and kind of do that analysis and be like okay these cities like how much is their total major metro area population how much like what's their major metro like geographical size obviously we kind of on that (laughs) Um, because we're very sprawling Uh, you kind of need to have both population and and size Um, well going back to the whole like you know first first biggest city yeah phoenix uh, number two is tucson but then number three comes back to the major major area greater phoenix area yeah Yeah. yep so i don't know it'd be interesting to kind of think through that a little bit more but um i'm just glad we cracked the top 10 yeah totally it's pretty cool and i would say if you're thinking about starting a business Phoenix is a really cool place to do that, not least because I think we're at this really cool nexus. We talked about that a little bit already of with uh, our conversation back, what was that, you know, six months ago with Brandon Clark. Yep. Like this really interesting nexus of cultures. Yep. And I, you know, you could argue San Diego's got a really interesting nexus of culture, but I don't know. I think there's something really interesting about where we are and kind of who's here and and yeah. I, and I would love to uh, I would love to talk about some of our other articles because one yeah. of them had Doug Ducey um, uh, being pretty proactive in um, in bringing vetted mm-hmm. immigrants you know like basically saying we'll we'll take them you know yeah. kind of thing um, and then we had a we had another article look at uh, we're out we're out of time yeah real was, quick what was that yeah so so um, Doug Ducey uh, so the headline is um, oh. That's the McSally one where she brought a bunch of defense spending it. Okay, let me mm. switch to Doug Ducey. Uh, so um, Dems praise Governor Doug Ducey for welcoming refugees to Arizona. So, um, and these are these aren't. <clears throat> I don't think that it's it's you know any comers. I think it's uh, what mm-hmm. the article said. Uh, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey was cheered from both sides of the political aisle after telling President Donald Trump's administration the state will keep welcoming refugees vetted by U.S. agencies for resettlement in the United States. So, yeah, and that's interesting because I think there's a larger piece to that. Um, maybe we can, as we're looking at 2020, and I think you and I are working on some of our strategy for like, what do we want to really dig in on and what is Arizona all about? What's the unique identity here? One thing I always hear is how welcoming Arizona is to just people not from Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you're coming from the Midwest or you're coming from California or the, you know, back East or like even, you know, refugees coming from other countries right there's a sense and i'm sure you could talk to people and say oh it could be better right sure. <laughs> but 
in general, like I hear from so many people are like, oh, no, it was like super easy to get integrated and get to know people and kind of find my community and find people that, um, you know, resonate with me or at least are interested in similar things to me. And I hear that all the time in all sorts of different contexts that I'm in across the valley. So that might be something interesting. Welcoming. Yeah. And that story kind of fits with that. That's interesting. So do we have three hypotheses to, to test now? Uh, I wrote a couple down. Sweet. I don't know if I came to three. So we had some sense of like measured or sustainable, like a value of measured sustainable growth like, versus hyper hustle. Yeah. Yep. That was my antithesis. Uh, and then another one, we didn't specifically talk about it today, but it's come up a lot on the show is bootstrapping, right? This sense of like, do it yourself, right? Make it happen. Okay. So we might want to we might want to ask that question a little more. Maybe see if we can get people to talk about that. Yeah, and Phoenix. I wonder if there's a link there with when we talk about like lack of regulation mm-hmm. and the sense of independence. Yep. Maybe that regulation is actually a response to something that's already here, which is this desire, like, no, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. I don't need you to tell me how to do it. I'm going to do it. Yep. And then we talked about welcoming. Yep. Like, hey, you're from somewhere else. Yeah, let's figure it out. Those are three wonderful hypotheses. Uh, they're not hypotheses yet, but no, they can quickly turn them into yeah, turn them into them. Is Arizona these three things? Is there something yep. else that is more indicative? Yes, Arizona is these three things: prove or disprove. Yeah. So, is that it? I think is that's this it. a wrap. This is a good this year. Is a wrap. This is a good year. This is a really good year. So, this is this is it for another. Uh, uh, episode of AZ Brandcast and another year of of AZ Brandcast. <sighs> crowd noise. Um, that's our crowd. That's not a track. Um, <laughs> where we delve into the makings of remarkable brands here in the state of Arizona. Mike, Kendra, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us this year. Yeah. I'm joining me and I'm joining you. Yeah. So, Thank you, Chris. Um, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. So if you like uh, like more of AZ Brandcast, you can subscribe to all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. To contact uh, Mike or I, just find, uh, or, or just find out more about the AZ Brandcast, check out our website at azbrandcast.com. There you can also get on our newsletter list and make sure that you never miss another episode or update from us. Um, a special thank you to our producer, mm-hmm. Kendra. Of Phoenix Business Radio X and our gracious hosts here at Max 6 Conscious Workspace. I also want to give a special shout out to Karen Nowicki of Phoenix Business Radio X. She has been our main producer. Kendra's been stepping in the last few episodes, but our main producer this year. Yep. uh, Through our collaboration with Conscious Capitalism Arizona, it's been a fantastic experience having them produce the show and put it out on their network. And we are both excited and sad. It's bittersweet. We are going to be taking our show in a little different direction, which means uh, from a production standpoint, uh, we're actually going to be pulling it in-house and Sam's going to be helping us produce each of our episodes each month as we look at 2020. Karen will be freed up to go take on some even more amazing shows on Phoenix Business Radio X because she's awesome and she's got a great uh, program here. And I, I'm going to do a little plug for Phoenix Business Radio X because I've gotten a lot of value out of it. It's been awesome, I think. 
Are you tearing up, Mike? It's okay. I'm not going to tear up. It's not like we're never going to see Kendra again. No, we'll see Kendra. We'll see Karen there here. We're around. But here's what I'm going to say. For anyone out there listening who either is starting a podcast or thinking about starting a podcast and you want to leverage your podcast to meet people and make really meaningful connections either for yourself or your business or your organization, I highly, highly recommend checking out Phoenix Business Radio X. This is a great, great platform to make that process really easy, right? That's, I think, been the benefit for us being on the on the network. Yep. And so I would highly recommend checking it out. Um, you can obviously find them on our live cast here, or uh, if you're not on the live cast, just Google Phoenix Business Radio X, and you will find their website. You can get in touch with Karen um, if you want to find out more about what it means to host a show on her network and how to make that happen. So yep. just want to encourage people to to think about that as they're looking at what you're doing for 2020. That's right. And don't forget as we go into the new year and as Mike's shirt says, and as Kendra's shirt is about to say, you, you are, are remarkable. remarkable.